Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Pull up a Bloody Mary, a mimosa, or some prune juice. Does he have some magic in him? Knicks drops back. And get a serving of Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and other hot menu items. Underneath, touchdown, Ducks! Wow! This is Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher. Oh! Off the upright! And good! He kissed it in! On the Odyssey app and 1080. All these things are true. I wouldn't lie. I, I don't lie to you guys, baby. The fan. All right, welcome back into Sports Sunday. Joe Fisher, Rashad Taylor. If you guys have uh, listened to our show in the past, you know that Rashad and I, well, we are wrestling fans. I'm somewhat of a born-again wrestling fan. I've been watching all the old episodes from 97 to, like, 03. But Rashad, he is he is thick in the game. I'm so. in it. I'm in it, bro. When we got this opportunity to interview WWE superstar Xavier Woods, we could not pass it yeah. up. And I know that... I can't cut a promo for him as good as Rashad can, so I'm going to throw it over to Rashad to do just that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that, listen, you're talking about one of the most athletic guys in all of WWE. You're talking about one of the brightest personas in all of wrestling currently. Man, he is a multiple-time tag team champion. one of the longest-reigning tag team champions of all time. He is a king of the ring winner which there's only been so many dudes in wwe's history there's 22 to date that have won the king of the ring in the rich history of wwe and he's one of those guys he is one of the co-founders of the group the new day man he is the one the only xavier woods man how about that (laughs) yes man yes i mean i've I've wanted to do that for so long well, I appreciate you did a great job. Oh man, I appreciate. I that. was gonna say, was that uh, was that promo worthy? Could you see him on the mic in the middle of the ring, introing you uh, to to the ring at WrestleMania? Oh, was 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 he not on a microphone in a, <laughs> a diamond studded suit in front of people right now? I couldn't tell. Oh man, it's, it's, it's something like that, man. But if you ever need, you know, a, a Paul Heyman character or somebody to, ladies and gentlemen, I introduced you, uh, the best looking man in WWE, Xavier <laughs> Woods. Then, hey man, like I'm your man. <laughs> All right, perfect, perfect. Go text, text me the number. We're good. <laughs> All right, Xavier. So, as I said, I'm kind of a born-again wrestling fan. I watched it a lot in my youth, and uh, thanks to Peacock, I'm now able to watch all the old Attitude and uh, uh, Ruthless Aggression era, all that WWE back then. And um, when I watch it, I get very nostalgic. So I'm just curious with you, when did you start watching WWE and professional wrestling, and and how did you know that's uh, what you wanted to be, a WWE superstar? 
just weird. I feel I feel like we get asked this question. I, I hear people's answers, and they're so good, and they have these moments of like, oh, this match really got me into wrestling. Like, I don't I don't remember a time where I wasn't into pro wrestling. It's just always kind of been in my in my DNA. It's just always been there. And so it was never really a, a question. I always wanted to do it. But as far as, you know, in first grade and the teachers going around asking everybody once they want to do and me saying, oh, well, I want to be a pro wrestler. And, you know, you're in first grade. People get laughing at you. That, that's ridiculous. They can't do that. Like, you just said you want to be an astronaut. What are you talking about? This is <laughs> very confusing. Why can't I do this? And so once I kind of came of age and it became uh, a time where we've got to start selecting traits that are going to help us in adulthood to, for the job that we want. I said, yeah, I, I seriously want to be a pro wrestler and finding out, you know, what it was at that time. I said, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me that there's a job that I can have as an adult where I can put on shiny pants, <laughs> fight with my friends, and someone's going to pay me money to fly around the world and do that in front of hundreds of thousands of people for a career. I don't understand how you would want to do anything else. So it's always just kind of been in my head, like, this is the only option. This is what I want to do. And if I, if I don't do this, I, I don't know what's going to happen. So it became like a, I, I, I needed it. I had to do it. And so uh, that's kind of just been the drive. So sorry, there's no specific moment. It's just always kind of been in me. No, man, that's perfect. And uh, now I'm uh, definitely regretting my uh, choice as sports radio host after you just laid it out like that. Fighting with your friends across <laughs> no. the world, shiny pants. Of course, <laughs> sign me up too. Man, hey, I, th I think we all kind of we all want that. I, I trained to be a pro wrestler for a month and a half and figured out very quickly, like, yeah, this probably isn't going to work very well for me. So, you know, the, for the ones that do get to do that and do uh, get to live their dream, man, that's that's awesome, man. Hey, Xavier, I wanted to ask you, man. So, as somebody who's involved in gaming, and I, we all see your your uh, ring attire, and we know so you're very into cosplay. How do you see those two things intersecting with your wrestling career, and um, how do they enrich your like overall experience? Um, I think that I got very lucky in being able to find that I have not one but two passions. Uh, a third, if you're counting bass guitar, which I found during the pandemic, I, I love it. Um, but I think that they work very well together. So my love for video games is essentially a love for being able to take a step outside of the real world and go to this different virtual land of mystery and antagonists and protagonists. We see good versus evil. We see stories play out. But then when you look at professional wrestling, that's exactly what people go to professional wrestling for as well. So I feel like I've just always been very involved with wanting to hone in on the creative side of humanity and what your imagination can do for you. I never wanted to let that go. So to be able to be involved in wrestling and video games, that, that parallel is so, so visually strong to me that I've been trying to do everything that I can to make sure that everyone else can see that that Venn diagram is literally just one circle. It's not even two anymore. All right. So, because I've been going back watching all the old uh, Raws and pay-per-views and SmackDowns. And by the way, Friday Night SmackDown here in Portland, right April here. 7th. I'll be there. Man, we'll get to that in a bit. But as I watch all these uh, old episodes and all these great matches, it makes me wonder, Xavier Woods, who was your favorite wrestler? Maybe two or three that uh, were your favorites growing up as you were watching it. Two Cold Scorpio was my guy. Yeah. He was the man i saw him uh, for the first time in uh uh in wwe 
at the time. He was Flash, Flash Funk. Funk. I, I said, hold on, hold on. What is what is this man doing? He's just coming to the ring dancing. But then when he gets got into the sorry, when he got into the ring, this guy is I don't know what like two thirty five, two forty, if not two fifty, and he's able to do all of these things that I've seen like Rey Mysterio do. And I'm like, wait, wait a second. And then I found him in ECW as Two Cold Scorpio, and it was even more footage and more crazy matches. I, I fell in love instantly. I was like, this is my wrestling idol. I want to I want to be like him because I saw the landscape as a lot of guys and girls who come out and everybody's angry, everything's dark and brooding and just like from the moment you hear the music, I'm mad and I'm going to beat you up. It's fine. That's fine. But if you have a three hours of that, that's really boring on a variety show. And so seeing somebody who had the personality of a Tuco Scorpio who goes, I can come out and dance and do all this ridiculous stuff. And then when the bell rings, you still take me seriously as a competitor. And I'm extremely agile. I'm extremely technical. You can't say a bad word about me. That to me is the perfect mix of the ridiculous aspects of wrestling and the technical and violent aspects of wrestling and to be able to put them together in a cake that tasted so good. That's, that was the goal for me at that point. Once I saw him, I said, this is what I have to do in my own way. And I think that we found that with new day. Wow, man. Speaking of new day, uh, I want to ask about something very specific. So, SmackDown will be here in Portland on April 7th, but I also wanted to ask that April 7th is a very special day for the new day because it was WrestleMania 35 where Kofi Kingston won the WWE championship. And I wanted to know mm-hmm. from you, cause that was one of, that was a really emotional moment for me. And honestly, for a lot of black wrestling fans uh, across the world. So I'm asking for you as your boy, as your friend, what did that moment feel like to watch Kofi Fink Kingston win the WWE championship? It was unreal. And I'm forever grateful that I had the chance to be standing at ringside while that was happening. Uh, especially like not not knowing what's going to happen. Obviously, believing in Kofi that he has the ability to win and that he's going to do it, but but not knowing and and feeling that raw emotion right there next to the ring. Uh, you you've seen it. You've seen it. Absolutely. I'm an emotional. I can't I can't hold it together when I feel it for real. We you were know? crying with and you. I, yeah, it's. <laughs> I saw a bunch of people tweeting like, "In this picture, I'm Woods," just like the crying, the tears streaming down my face and stuff. But it's because there's there's a part of me, there's a part of all of us in pro wrestling that are still fans. We wouldn't do this if we weren't fans of it to begin with. So to say that once you become a pro wrestler and you're on TV, you're not a fan anymore is ridiculous. So that part of me that was a fan, that was the part of me that wanted Kofi to win that so bad. The, the, the kid that watched Kofi Kingston jumping around, doing all this stuff, winning those titles, being an inspiration to so many of us, that part of me was watching in the crowd. And then the part of me that as the performer who's there as his equal, as his peer in the same group, that part of me wants him to win so much as well. So those two coming together, like early adult me and that current adult me coming together and like being able to like hug and be like, hey, man, it happened. It happened. And, and we got to be a part of it. I don't know if I'll ever feel like another emotional like release like that again. That was the most incredible thing that I've ever experienced in wrestling. Well, I mean, Rashad said it like he he was crying with you. He was there in that moment. And again, me, I I know about modern day wrestling and I hear about it from Rashad. I hear it from my friends. And so I watched that video and I know that moment you're talking about. I've seen The Rock in those moments. I've seen Stone Cold. I've seen. So when I watch that video of you three and Kofi getting the bell, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Those emotions that come through. And on top of it, it happens at a WrestleMania. 
That's happening right. here tonight, WrestleMania. Speak to the fans about just how it's the biggest event in WWE. I mean, how can you hype it any more than that? But I'm going to leave it up to you. <laughs> well, this is the biggest event of the year. And what surprises me about WWE is the fact that WrestleMania constantly tops WrestleMania. Right. And I don't, I don't understand how that keeps happening. But when you, when you look at it, you see the rotating cast of players. You see the rotating cast of cities. You see the rotating sets that, that, that come out every year. There's always something that is going to hook people, and it seems to hook them more than the last one did. And, and to be able to continuously grow like that into what I believe is uh, – not I believe, it's a fact that it's the largest traveling show since there's no more Barnum & Bailey um, that, that goes around the planet. It's on 52 weeks a year, and the fact that we can put on a show that's as big and grandiose as WrestleMania – it's kind of absurd, but then you double it up with the fact that it's in Hollywood this year. And then you triple it up with the fact that people in entertainment are starting to understand how difficult professional wrestling really is on the bodies and the minds of the people that are a part of it. And they're beginning to respect that even more. Now, all of these A-list celebrities are coming to WWE. They're coming to WrestleMania to watch because they understand, oh, this isn't some 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 offshoot of entertainment this is entertainment in its purest fashion the last form of shakespeare in the round we are able to do things that literally no other athletes no other actors no other performers no no other entertainers on the planet are able to do and we do it in an improvisational manner so if you add that to the mix there's just so many aspects of, of pro wrestling and wrestlemania specifically that are so good and i just hope that if you don't have the chance to go to LA and, and watch it in person and be there with the hundreds of hundred thousand people that'll be there. I hope that people get a chance to watch it at home and they go to a WrestleMania party and you feel that energy with somebody else. Cause as fun as watching wrestling is by yourself, it's great, but watching and feeling those emotions with other people around you that are going through it. That's, that's what WWE is. That's what WrestleMania is. So feel the, it in that way. And the one thing that's special about WrestleMania for me is post-WrestleMania. That Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania are usually amazing. And on April 7th, right here in Portland, Oregon, SmackDown will be here. The SmackDown after WrestleMania. Xavier Woods, for those who have never experienced SmackDown, let alone the SmackDown after WrestleMania, what can fans expect? It's honestly, I'm going to be honest, it's a complete mess of the best kind. Because you think about this, the Super Bowl, there's no game the next day. They take months off. And right. then they come back with that first game. With WWE, we have WrestleMania, we have our Super Bowl, and then it's not—it's not game one that next week. It's playoffs day one. <laughs> right, we're right, right back in it. So that's when so many surprises happen because there are there are men and women who feel like they should have had opportunities at championships at WrestleMania. They should have been fighting this person or that person. So what happens as soon as Mania is done? All those people start knocking on the door. And everybody's got to pay up who's got a title because everybody on the roster wants a shot. None of us care that you just had a 30-minute banger at WrestleMania. It's the, next, it's the next Raw. It's the next SmackDown. Okay, now it's my turn. I'm coming for a shot. And so when you've got people feeling like that, they all want a shot at the crown at all times, especially that first one after Mania, the energy is unreal. So do not miss that. He said it best. You know, WWE, they come to town, but this is a Friday night SmackDown post-WrestleMania. I can't think of a bigger time 
that uh, the WWE has came through town. Maybe Rashad can, but I sure I cannot. Can't. There has never been a time. So make sure you are there. Xavier Woods, WWE superstar. Man, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Have a great match out there on Friday night. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it, guys. Man, that was... Um... That was very cool to have Xavier Woods. Hopefully he uh, has a match on Friday night. Fingers crossed because... Yeah, you're just putting it out there. You're doing the booking for him? Yeah. Like, I t- see you in your match. You better win, too. Like, damn. Like, we don't even know if my man is on the card. Yeah, now but... I put it, put the pressure on him, yeah. Now but... the people at WWE that were on the phone were like, well, damn, thanks, guy. Well, thank you. So we no. got to get Xavier Woods on the, the card well, for Friday. Well, he is on the marquee. So, you know, when we look at the pictures for SmackDown coming, uh, Xavier Woods is, you know, I don't want to say front and center, but he's definitely front. So let's take a break, come back, do a little rap on the interview and whatever else comes to mind. Because that that dude was, again, learning about him before the interview and, you know, just hearing about his journey in the WWE and just hearing him talk. It's like that that dude's got it. No, he he, he understands the assignment. Yeah. So we'll come back, uh, talk a little bit more about Xavier Woods, WrestleMania and whatever else comes to mind. We got about uh, what? 45 minutes left here, so Sports Sunday, right here, 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Uh, yeah, I put this one in the, the bumper this morning uh, when I knew that we were going to do wrestling theme. And then I, Way uh, to be mindful, Joe. I, I forgot that Rashad might not uh, share the same feelings about Hulk Hogan as I do. He definitely doesn't like me. <laughs> we know that. Damn it, Rashad. But is no, it a, not damn it but you. Damn it, Hulk great, Hogan. But this damn is a great Terry. song. This is a great song, though. This, I think this should have been the national anthem before Hulk Hogan went all weird. Like, you know, fight what? for what's right, fight for your life. Like, how inspirational is this? <sighs> yeah. When it comes crashing down and, and it fight hurts those inside, com- fight those commies. Like, seriously, listen to the words of this song. I mean, this was in the eighties. I mean, it was Cold War. So, where- point of information: <laughs> the same dude that wrote Shawn Michaels' song wrote this song. Was it uh, Jim Johnson or Jimmy Jim- Hart? Oh, Jim okay. Johnson did. Jim Johnson did all the music. So, oh, but okay. Jimmy Hart wrote composer. all the songs. <sighs> oh boy, man, Xavier Woods, that was a great interview. That Thank dude you, is, um, yeah, like I said, that dude's got it. I appreciate how he is unapologetically himself. Like he knows who he is, and the whole like, man, I always knew I wanted to be a wrestler. Like even when I was a kid, like that's what I wanted to be, and making your dreams happen. And again, not being the kid that knows that's what you want to do and not being ashamed about it 
you know? Like, dude, what was it a couple weeks ago? Michael B. Jordan, he was doing some press for the new Creed movie that came out. Right. And he was, it was red carpet. And the girl that called him corny. Yep, yep. Yeah. And this, this girl that was at the red carpet with the microphone trying to interview Michael B. Jordan, she's like, yeah, we went to school together. He's like, oh, yeah, I was the corny kid, right? He's like, yeah, I was always corny, you know, because, yeah. Like, so he remembered her calling him a corny kid back in school because he would walk around school with his headshots. And, like, he wanted to be an actor at a young age, and he knew that. And all the kids in high school or whatever, you know, age. How dare you have drive? That's corny. How dare you know what you want to do with your life at this age and be an actor? That's corny. Be a wrestler. That's corny. It's like, well, those dudes went and did it. (laughs) So, and now here you are on red carpet trying to get his interview. Yeah. Yeah. No. Funny how that works. And for me, like. So with Xavier, knowing that's what he wanted to do and doing it, like, kudos to him. Absolutely. And I think the main thing you just said is he gets to be himself unapologetically. Exactly. Um, The the video game aspect. Like, it's just. I don't ever want to go like, I mean, as the lone black guy here at the fan. Like, I don't always want to go the Um, racial route. My my 23 and me said I was 0.2% sub-Saharan Africans. Not enough. No, I got to get to that 0.5%. No, I think that's a, you're luckily I know you. So yeah, we'll go ahead. You're always invited to the barbecue. So you're, yes. you're good. Man. Clip that. Yes. I want to You were always invited to the barbecue. Just have that ready to go at all but, times. But as a black wrestling fan, you often see people that look like you in these really kind of um, stereotypical roles, right? Black and Latino uh, wrestling fans. That's what the, that's what you see. So we see the gang member, we see crime time and we see all those things. How about yep. this? One of the guys from crime time, died saving his son in the ocean like they were out there swimming in the ocean or something like that and, his and son how will he be remembered at, for, as, as make money stealing stuff that's how he's kind of you know remembered and so they like big black guys come in and they let, let's make you a dancing funkasaurus really <laughs> like so so you guys get to look up to the, the cool stone colds and the cool triple h's and stuff like that and like luckily the rock who was racially ambiguous up until you know, like recently because 10 years ago, let's be real. Like the Rock is at movies with blue eyed, uh, blonde haired babies. <laughs> you know, we saw snitch, you know, that was, that was your, <laughs> that was your son, you know, in the movie, blonde hair, blue eyes. And so, uh, yeah. So for Xavier Woods to be out there and just get to be himself, just get to be, you know, the, the lovable, goofy kind of video game nerds that I think a lot of us actually are. I, th- I thought, I thought that was really, really cool of, um, and also I think it shows a lot of growth, from WWE and from a lot of wrestling writers that, man, all, if just because they're a black dude don't mean they have to be the gangster. Don't mean they have to be, you know, bad news brown or anything like that. Like, they can be somebody cool and chill and all those things. And I think that's what Xavier Woods represents for a lot of us. No, he's um, he's suave, man. I've seen his promos and how he, like, he's he's got it going on. Like, I, you know, let's do it now. Putting it on the line, Xavier Woods, future wwe champion well i mean that would complete the how uh, old is he let me make sure xavier woods is 35 (laughs) or 36 one of those two he still has another at least 10 years of prime if he wants to yeah he's still got another you know few years well i say five years of prime the last five or injuries are catching up and let's go yeah but i think you know he's got the personality to do it and wrestling is all about personality if you have that then you're good here's the cold part man some of those guys that are wrestlers man they've got some amazing athletic backgrounds like most of those dudes on the roster are former football players like roman reigns played for the vikings um well uh, so did brock lesnar kurt angle won an olympic gold medal with a a broken broken freaking freaking neck neck. 
All right. It's but, true. It's true. Broken freaking neck. So there are just there are guys that are out there that man are supreme supreme athletes. Well, we and, know about you know, am- amateur wrestlers and you know football players, basketball players, and Omos, the guy that's going to wrestle Brock Lesnar, oh. uh, played basketball. <laughs> that dude. For, he looks like Taco Fall. Yeah, he looks like Taco Fall, and we know what Taco Fall does for does for a living. So you know there are some guys that you know everybody likes to think like, oh man, these. These guys aren't athletes. No, these dudes are most definitely athletes for sure. Dude, seven three, four hundred pounds. The almost what a, guy. What a what a sad existence though. Like seriously, think about it. <laughs> no, for real. Every plane to every, beat up whoever you want at but, all times. Ma, see, so you're thinking about hurting people, Joe, <laughs> bully. But every plane ride you go on, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. There's no, no seat for you. Every hotel room you go to. There's no like extra long bed. Clothes got to be custom ordered. Everything you're not just going to the store and getting a size 23 shoe. Like I mean, everything that you do it has to be special. There's a, a documentary about Andre the Giant, and you know he that, that one's on HBO, right? It is. Yeah, it yeah. is. But like some of the things he had to go through just being that large, like bro, that sucks. So if you're Shaq, or if you're one of those guys, just you're just Yao Ming. You're a larger than life like being Taco Fall. You know like. You never have a comfortable moment just sitting on the toilet. You know, think about it. Think of how low the toilet actually is. And now I think about the fact that you're seven foot three. I laugh because you're so right. It's just like um, the even, shower. Yeah. Getting like, in the shower. Just, I think of that scene from Elf with Will Ferrell where he's trying to shower and he's like trying to splash the water. on. That's what everything back. must look like for you. And so I was like, man, how? because I know I'm six three and beds are can be uncomfortable at times. Showers, you know, unless they're kind of high or hotel showers can be un- uncomfortable. Forget taking a bath. That's out, you know. So, <laughs> legs all sticking yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, all the time. Like, you got to decide. I want my chest to be warm or my legs. You yeah. know, you got to make decisions in between there. So, man, like, I, I, everybody wants to be tall until you actually get tall, and then people just use you to reach stuff. But Andre the Giant could crush beers. Only because Andre the Giant was so in so much pain all the time to where, yeah, he just drank beers. All the time, like, you know, barrels of beer, bottles of whiskey. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. Legendary drinker, though. But, you know, a lot of it was because he's he's so dang, so dang large. So shout out to all the, the basketball players and all the football players that are a little larger than life that have to sit on the uncomfortable part of the plane or get the, you know, <laughs> or seriously have to request just the pullout bed to make sure your bed is long enough for you to sleep on. Like, all those little things, man. Shout out to you. You're the real MVP. But you can dunk. That's pretty cool. You can dunk. Um, all right. We got uh, 30 minutes uh, left to go here. What, 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 what do you guys want to talk about? Opening day? Opening week? We got a uh, new no, CBA. terrible. We don't need to talk about that. Well, I don't really want to talk about what happened with my Orioles, uh, Orioles yesterday. I told Jordan about it, and it was um, pretty traumatic. Br- pretty brutal way to end your second game of the year. Um, but uh, how about this? We'll throw it to Jordan Schultz for SportsCenter and uh, – do a little surprise for you on the next uh, half hour. How I about like that? It. All right, Jordan Schultz, Sports Center update here on Sports Sunday on the fan. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.
Sunday with Rashad and Joe on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080, The Fan. Who was scarier to you, Rashad, uh, Undertaker or Kane? Undertaker. You were- I, I was a kid, a young kid, when The Undertaker debuted and I would have nightmares about this fool sometime. Like, I felt like I'd wake up and he'd be standing over me with Paula Bear. Like, no, I saw him put the Ultimate Warrior in a casket and I cried <laughs> as a kid. Like, and- it was... It was it was crazy. And then he went through a midlife crisis with a motorcycle. Hey, man. You know, hey. And it worked. My, my introduction to WWE was the N64 game as a kid. Oh, and no I'm mercy. pretty sure Kane was on that game. Like, he was my character. Yeah. WrestleMania. Like, yeah. WrestleMania um, 2000, 2000 or No Mercy. No Mercy. Two. Those yeah. are solid ones. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I had to get Kane every time I played. Um, yeah, I go. I would go with Kane because that that fire would burst out and he just always had the mask. <laughs> oh, Kane without the mask is the dope, one of the dopest theme music ever. And then, uh, he had the voice box for a while. And then the whole backstory, like he was burned in a fire that, uh, was that the said, Undertaker, that the Undertaker yeah. set when they were children. <laughs> yeah. Storytelling at its finest. Oh God. Wrestling man. Um, all right. So NBA, I do want to talk about this. I like literally right when we went to break, I was like, yep, you know what? I don't, I know what I want to talk about. Um, the NBA got a new CBA, which was super surprising to me. I think I was uh, where Jordan was sitting just a couple months ago saying, boy, this is going to be tough. I, I'm scared we might be in a lockout. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> that uh, it just was that a Friday evening news dump there on the lock on the new deal. I felt like. Well, but, the deadline was Friday night, too. There you go. So, okay. that I mean, it, yes and no. Yes I and no. To answer that question. Yes, it was because it needed to be, <laughs> essentially. Okay. So, there was a lot of things that came from the CBA. Um, they're going to do some more uh, luxury tax cap spending to try and curb teams from acquiring talent when they've already spent a, mu- a bunch. For example, they said that the Clippers trade with Norman Powell and Robert Covington last year would not happen going forward because the Clippers, they they took in um, more money than they sent out in that trade. So that was one that is a team-building mechanism, according to the league, that the Clippers, if they go past a certain spending point, they can't do that. Um, Rashad brought up in the commercial break about the buyouts as well. A team might not be able to be in the buyout market if they're already spending too much. So hopefully we'll increase parity there. Uh, they also increase the minimum in games you have to play to be eligible for awards and uh, all NBA honors. I believe it was like 58 or 59 because Dame just had to get it and he got it. was 58. 58. Yeah. It has now been increased to 65 games, Ooh. which is eighty about 80% of the season. So if you want to be eligible for MVP, all NBA teams, mandatory 65 games play. The biggest one, though, that came out of this, um, as far as you know, fan interest goes, is the in-season tournament that could arrive as soon as 2023-2024, so next season. All right, Rashad, you ready? Let's go. The event will include pool play games baked into the regular season schedule starting in November. So they will count as regular season games. Okay. But they will also be tied into this in-season tournament and considered pool play games. So and this is this is for all teams. Yes. Don't like it. Keep going though. <laughs> Keep already going. already out, but continue. Uh regular season schedule starting in November with 8 teams advancing to a single elimination tournament in December. So in November they'll have the pool play, the 8 best teams I guess from that 
pool play will then have the eight-team tournament in December. The final four will be held at a neutral site with Las Vegas prominent in the discussion, sources said. Each in-season tournament game would count toward regular season standings. The two finalists would ultimately play an 83rd game that would not count in the regular season. Winning players and coaches will earn additional prize money. Rashad Taylor, Jordan Schultz, I uh, I lay that out to you boys to give me your reactions on that. Jordan, I'm going to defer to you. I'm going to let you go first, bro. <sighs> so in-season tournaments have been something I feel like that have existed in a different kind of sport, which is soccer, which is more of right. a one-to-two-game-a-week thing. We've looked at a, you know, a possibility of uh, maybe NFL teams. I've I've kind of heard whispers of that or maybe college teams doing something like this. But most of the time we've heard about in-season tournaments, other than Major League Baseball, it's been involving sports that play one or two games a week as opposed to playing every day or every other day. When we start to get into an 82-game season on top of then... Uh, Joe, I'm sorry, I was typing a couple of things. Did you say how long the tournament's going to be? Uh, November is when they're going to do the pool play, and okay. then they'll have the eight eight teams advancing to a single elimination tournament in December. So a single elimination. So you could, at at a winning click, play, what, five to seven more games, and that's not counting, like, the playoffs or anything well, on top is, of your 82 games. But season. this is what I wonder is, like, is that eight-team single elimination tournament, like, are they blocking, blocking out two, three weeks of the schedule in December to then see who are these eight teams, and then they figure out... Like, yeah, are these part of the records? regular season? Is basically what I'm trying to find out. Like, yeah, because that's yeah, I get it. It's like so you're telling me you're one of the better teams and you are going to go to this single elimination tournament, and so that means instead of playing 82 games, you play 80, 86, 87. Like, so so they can do that two ways. They can either add it, or what they might be trying to do is make the games in November mean a little bit more to stop guys from sitting on the bench and stop teams from but, sitting their stars. If that's what they're doing here, then maybe forcing players' hands, I kind of like that. that and, I, and here's the yeah. thing, and here's the thing for me. Like, are players really going to care about an in-season tournament that means... That's a good question. Means Depends little, on... Because guess what? You, I think most players, if it's in your contract, if you do have a better season, if you make the playoffs, if you do... There's already a lot of those um, kind of contract, negotiate, contract uh, incentives that are already attached to those players. So... Is this tournament going to make players more interested in, in playing hard in November and everything and potentially get Kawhi, who we know can be brittle, get him hurt, or Paul George, who we know is already brittle, for him to be you know kind of knocked up or uh, uh, knocked around a little more just as we're getting towards the not even the main part of the season. So you're talking about having an in-season tournament, tournament prior to the All-Star break. So, yeah, like, and I don't, I don't know. I just... What about injured players? If somebody loses, you know. If you're talking eight teams, are you talking four from the east or four from the west? Or are you just talking about the best eight teams? There's a good chance those five of those eight teams could come from the Eastern Conference. Just to start. So it's like there's still some things to be worked out. And as fans, do we give an F about a midseason tournament? I think the season is just – I think the the game is just fine. If you're going to have a midseason tournament, let's have it for those bottoming teams. And let's make it mean – Something for those guys. It will be a good uh, early season barometer, I guess, of like who is legit and who cares. And because, I mean, let's be real. Teams that care will be better teams, right? Teams that will care in November and December 
are usually teams that put themselves in position in January, February. I mean, but we already know who those teams are going to care of. They're going to be the Milwaukee's, right? They're going to be Miami. There's going to be a lot of those teams that have that kind of culture. Like we don't give a damn who's on the floor. We're going to play. We're going to hoop. We're going to win. Then you got aging teams like the Lakers who like, if I got a LeBron, like, yeah, I don't know if I feel great about him going super hard right here in November to win a midseason award, I mean, a midseason trophy. Let's be real, though. What, Not even midseason. What, like, if this is happening, this is a this is pretty much a December. early preseason. It's type a thing. lead up. You know what it is? Is it is a lead up to Christmas because they see Christmas as their you know unofficial season opener, and they are trying to figure out how the hell can we get people to care? What's, how what, can we get the fans and how can we get the players to care about basketball in November and December? You can't because guess what? The NFL is kicking your ass in November and December, and that's okay because they kick everybody's ass in November and December. So just you're trying to compete with the NFL, and that's not going to work. And this is where we get to a point economically. I love guys getting their bags, all right, but but, mm, uh, guys aren't worth 50 to $70 million a year in a singular like vacuum-style salary negotiation. I'm sorry. I love Dame. He ain't worth 60 to the Blazers. It's just these numbers are getting crazy, and when we get to the point economically where you're paying these players, and that's what we've done in the NFL and the NBA, essentially you have to try and come up with ways to incentivize these guys to care because they're making so much damn money. They don't. They, they don't, don't have to care, <laughs> yeah. and it's it's honestly kind of sad. I, I'm not. I don't like it. No, so it's, so a, this, it's a catch twenty two yeah, for sure. This idea is weird. It, it's tough, it's good, but it's bad. Yeah, I, I see the pros and cons of both of it. I hear you. I would love to know if like those teams that make that single elimination tournament are those also tied into regular season schedule, or are those three extra games you have to play? Because um, like in the Concacaf and MLS, it's extra. Yeah. It's it, so I, that's what I, I need the deets on this. I and also, all the dirty what also will answer a lot of our questions: how much uh, how much money will these guys get paid if they win? Because if you're talking extra M's, yeah, then, then okay, it, that's, yes, I'm inside. There's an incentive to play in November, in December. But if you're talking an extra, and mind you, I'm broke. But you're talking an extra <laughs> five hundred thousand, you know, for these guys, like, bro, that's hey, I'm good. Uh, that I mean, listen. Switch to golf real quick. There's a reason why the guys for Live left PGA Tour to go to Live, and it was money. All right, like they didn't go because of uh, oh well, I think this is good for golf, and I think this is interesting. And it's like they say that that's a bunch of BS. And there's a few guys there that will tell you the truth. It's like uh, no, got generational wealth from this, and that's why I did it. Screw all, screw everybody. I'm out of here. You give these guys enough money to play in this tournament or to win the tournament. They'll play their ass. I say put off. a dollar amount on it. What's that? What's that tournament they have every summer? It's like a million dollar tournament. You see it on like ESPN stuff like that. And last thing about it is this is part of the CBA, so the players agreed on it. So you know that when they were hammering out the details about this tournament, like the players were involved in it. So again, I'm super surprised that they got the CBA done now because I was saying like, dude, this is not. I feel like this is not going to go well. Like these agreements and. But also, uh, there was a few other things that came from the agreement. Um, the league's new collective bargaining agreement will give players the ability to invest in NBA and WNBA teams, as well as promote and or invest in sports betting and cannabis companies. Oh, there we go, NBA. <laughs> well, that, that's what? so they can invest as players in teams. That's what it's saying. Yeah, the league's new collective bargaining agreement oh, will give players the ability okay. to invest in w- NBA and WNBA teams. But they're also that is, uh, from Shams. That's weird. They're also assets for the, the teams. They as, can be written off like tax tax wise as assets. So that gets a little murky. I feel like. I feel like we're going. Um, 
I don't want to say idiocracy, but you know, when we got NBA players uh, advertising for sports betting and weed, I'm like, um, we're we're going full Europe here soon. Where like, I think the weed thing's fine. I I don't care, but I, I would then, love I would love everything to be full blown like European advertisement where there's just zero Fs given. Like, if you've seen the like the Eastern block of countries, some of the advertisements they run over there, it is just like, yeah, all right. Naked lady selling me orange juice. I'm down. All right. I'm cool with that. NBA player telling me to uh, smoke this kind of weed. Sure. All right. I'm down with that advertisement. Shout out to Uncle Spliffy. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. All we rest miss in you. peace. You want to talk you. about a trailblazer, pun intended. Yeah, Such a nice guy, too, man. He was a good dude. Ugh, man. He was a good dude. Him and Jerome, both those guys. All right. We got one segment left. I know Rashad wants to talk baseball on opening day and opening week, right? It's the only time of baseball that it's tolerable. <laughs> right now, opening week, opening day, and as we get closer to World Series. Well, Rashad, the game is different. I don't know if you've heard about the pitch clock. I did. I actually, you know what? Been playing MLB The Show. Oh, I have too. It's on Game Pass, and yep. uh, yeah, <laughs> right. it's been dope. I'm right there with you. Right, can't there hit, you. can't bat for anything yet. Yeah, but I'm I working on it. <laughs> I dropped sixty on it, and I can't hit. So, yeah. like, I wasted sixty dollars to hate my life. Man, you should just waited a couple Turn days. Turn the difficulty and down, yeah. bud. Don't do that to yourself. Well, I do dynamic difficulty. Oh. I don't want it to stay on veteran the whole time. As yeah. I get better, I want to. And it's not even the difficulty. I just get super weird in my head, and I'll take if a pitch is coming right down the middle, I'll just send the tracker to the left like an idiot I'll be, and then just <laughs> strike three you're out we're basically professional baseball players ourselves okay we go through slumps as well um we have hitting streaks in uh mlb the show i'm going through one right now all right how many it, hits uh i think in the series i'm like eight for 17 it's been a solid series but trust me was in a slump before it was rough sledding for yeah. a few weeks last year's game i had a 21 game hit streak and then didn't Dang. hit again for another three weeks. And yeah, I will yeah. say, screw Brutal. MLB the show for not putting the actual pitch clock in this year. No yeah. no, no rules for the shift, no pitch clock yet. It's like, really? Well, I guess we're going baseball final segment. We, we are. We, we just stumbled right into yep, it. Yep, yep. We're going to do that. We'll finish up the show with opening day, opening week in the MLB right here. Sports Sunday, 1080 The Fan. Yes, what the rock is cooking. Sports Sunday with Rashad and Joe on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. feel like it's uh, only fitting that we finish off with the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Ten bucks he shows up to WrestleMania tonight. I mean, it's Hollywood. If he shows up, if he sh- showed up to the, uh, the Super Bowl uh, last year at SoFi and cut a promo, like he... They got to be saving him for day two of the WrestleMania. They have to. I wanted him to. Fight. He was supposed to fight Roman Reigns this year at WrestleMania. Like that would have been Thank perfect. God. But uh, yeah. So please no. The great one, man. Um. So yeah. Any baseball for you this week, Rashad? No. 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 You know, one thing I do want to do though, and I was looking. Um. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go to spring training at least. Well, it time. ended. So I obviously, mean, the it ended, regular but I'm season, saying at least one you, you one time it. prior to the season starting, I'm going to go to spring <laughs> training. Uh, yeah, no, I well, luckily for me, one of my best friends lives in Arizona now, in my well, in that area. I mean, it's the Phoenix greater area where everybody lives in Phoenix. Essentially, um, was it also uh, was it Tucson? I don't know if that is that close to Phoenix. Uh, I don't know. I don't like have a map of Phoenix, so you or of Arizona. you lived in Vegas. You're supposed to be that guy. Man, I went to Phoenix and then went back, or Tucson, or Tempe, 
and then went back. Anyways, yeah, I should be getting out to spring training soon. But uh, baseball's back, baby. Um, and it was a great first day um, because my Orioles won and beat the Red Sox, and then it was a terrible second game because they had a devastating loss. Um, but all that aside, Rashad, the pitch clock, games are cooking. Mariners-Guardians game yesterday finished in two hours and, like, three minutes. It was quick. Now, granted, the score was what? It was, like, 2, two nothing, nothing, 3 yeah. nothing. Yeah, the Mariners couldn't hit for S. But a game over in just over two hours. And then the Orioles-Red Sox opening night, it was 10-9, to 9, but the game only went three hours. I don't a, like it. Well, listen, on a 10-9 to 9 score. 10-9 to 9 is great. 10-9 to 9 last year, you're, that game's going probably four hours. Right. Like, let's be real. But honestly, I think, you know. An NFL game is three hours? I think they're changing th- with the pitch clock. They're trying to change the game for TV. Yes. Because that's, it's yeah. because that's the only reason. Because honestly, when you're at a baseball game, you're not tripping on how long it's taking. You're chilling. You're chilling. It's the, it's the one. Baseball is the closest to golf in the, spec, in the fact that it's a, like a spectator sport, right? You're just kind of there hanging out. It's about the beer. It's about the beer garden. It's about the. You know, peanuts and cracker cracker jills. <laughs> is that what is that what's at? Uh... They're they're uh, cracker jacks are now cracker jills. Good. Well, do they have both? I don't know. I didn't Did see they the kill jacks. off Jack and now it's just cracker jills? I hope not. But either way, <laughs> I was in the store and I saw cracker jills and I said, "What the f is a cracker jill?" So man? that name is sexist now because it's Jack and oh my! God. I am cracker jill. I don't man. know. I'm looking at it, I could be wrong. Maybe it's just a special brand for like for like Women's History Month last month. And yeah, it's like, I got you. It could be that, and I'm hoping, you know, it's just that I'm hoping they, you know, sell out my guy Jack just yet. But either way, I think going to baseball games, and basketball games, football games, there's a bit of us that are kind of waiting for us to be done, right? You know, we get to the game, okay, fourth quarter. Baseball, I'm chilling, you know? I might see uh, Jordan at T-Mobile Park and be like, oh, man, what's going on with you? Where are you? Where are you sitting at? I'm over here, man. We're, let's go let's grab go a chill. beer. Yeah, let's go chill. Let's go try this cool, uh, crazy hot dog we saw over here. And we, we had those cilantro lime crickets yet? They're to die for. <laughs> have you had them? I have not. I have not. I, I, we should have some. We should order some in, and we should have them together. Try them from, from T-Mobile Field. Yeah, yeah. Hot, fresh, ready. Absolutely, we should try that. But the thing is, like, we don't have. We're not as concerned with getting back to the game and seeing what what's happening. If I see you at a Blazer game, though, Jordan, like. And it's not halftime. Hey, bro, where are you sitting? Oh, I'm over here in 213. Oh, I'm up here in 300. All right, well, shoot, I'll see you Sunday. That's how that conversation, there is no let's go grab a beer, let's go grab a drink or anything like that. It's like, oh, where are you sitting? I'm up here. I'm down here. See you then. But baseball, we can stop and chill and everything. So it's more for TV than for the actual fan experience at the game. I don't think they should change it, but, you know, What's another? How how long were the pitchers making the games? Really? Dude, there was a side by side video. Now, granted, Fernando Rodney, one of the like longest, like he took forever on the mound, but it was a side by side of an at bat from the World Series with the Cubs, and probably it was like someone took the most extreme example of it, but it was like a side by side of one pitch in that game took like three minutes to happen. Because of posturing and stepping off the mound and readjusting and then trying to pick off. And then you step off again, check your hands and your glove and all that. And then you get ready. Oh, time. And then, like, so it literally took three minutes for one pitch. Whereas they went through a whole side of an inning the other day 
in three minutes. Yeah, but that's probably the exception, not the rule. Like, exactly. That, I, that, yeah, that exactly. one that they used, the three minutes, I'm like, it was probably a very extreme example. It's, but let's not let's be real. That's how baseball games are, dude. Like, dude hits a foul ball, steps off the batter's block, and takes like eight minutes to put his gloves back on and touch his bat 20 times. And it's like, let's go. Let's yeah, roll. Honestly, I'm okay with it in baseball because baseball is about routine. Comfort. Right? It's yeah. about comfort. It's about feeling like, okay, I'm ready to throw this ball. You know what? My arm is twitchy. Right? Give me give me another 15 seconds to make yeah. sure I can get it. Man, what pitch am I going to throw to him because he's been knocking that slider out of the park? There's all these things that you're thinking about prior to that. So I'm okay. Like baseball, golf, about patience. Just chill. Yeah. Just wait. And so for me, it feels like you're kind of taking that patience piece away when you say, no, nah, you got 25 seconds to throw the ball. Well, and you saw with the World Baseball Classic that they didn't have any of those rules that are in the MLB season this year. Um, that was just, you know, classic baseball and no pitch clock and no new rules. And they didn't have any problem getting viewers on that. Now, granted, that is a tournament and it's only so many games. And so that's the thing is like MLB playoffs, you, you don't need that. I say if the, if the NBA is going to make an in-season tournament, make it for the preseason. Make that mean something. Because yeah. now, all of a sudden, when you're watching that Blazers-Phoenix game that we get every preseason, now it means something. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, go Orioles. Uh, Adley Rutschman, he had a great start to the season going 5-for-5. Five five. Um, and he's already the best player in the MLB. So, I mean. Go, go Rays. That's, that's a great part. Rays? I don't know. I just picked the team. <laughs> So is that is that who you're claiming now, Tampa Bay Rays? I'll give you I'll give you the Tampa Bay Rays. No, I think I'm going to go with Houston. Dear God, <laughs> dear, come on, Rashad. Integrity is everything for me. Now be a so Rays I'm going fan. with Houston. You know what? I'm determined. I say we give ourselves a homework assignment by the end of April that we have a team for Rashad. Yes, pitch me your team. Let me know why I should be fans. Oh, of your you shouldn't team. be an Orioles fan. I'll t- I'll start there. And I used to have I think, an Orioles hat. I think Jordan will say you shouldn't be a Mariners fan either. Oh, I, I mean. know that for sure. I've lived in the Northwest. <laughs> I know I'm not doing that. No, you, you will hate All it. All right. Te- yeah, hey, we'll make this a thing. Text line also. And uh, listeners, help us find a We're going to take some callers, too, to sell me your no, team. No, no. Yes, Wait, we are. No. Yes, we are, Joe. We're going to do it. <laughs> not happening. Jordan, book it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Uh, podcast will be available online if it's not already but uh we'll catch y'all next week have a great wrestlemania maybe we see y'all at smackdown man thanks for joining in for jordan schultz across the glass for rashad taylor joe fisher sports sunday thanks for listening catch you next week tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports clock at four donchich the step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.